So that's another theory is that he had an accomplice and they like were able to pick him up somehow. Or, okay, he lands. Yes. He has his parachute. He has his money. He's like, yes, I made it. And against all odds, you know, the elements are out. But it's so cold. So he seeks shelter in a cave. But a bear lives there. Oh, no. Bear kills him in the cave. That's why they can't find any of the stuff. Oh, shit. Yeah. The bear killed him. Bear is like, is this food? No, it's money. I'm putting it in the river because it's not food. Right. And then the river washes up a stack of cash. But it's been protected in a cave the whole time. Right. So that's why like, it looks, the rubber band's like so new. I solved this case like pretty easily. Hello and welcome to the show, the shit that they do not tell you podcast. My welcome to the shit they don't tell you. I'm Nikki Limo. And my name is Steve Green. And today we are, it's a very special episode indeed. I'm scared that you say that when you say these things. Because today we're talking about um, the legend of the notorious story of D.B. Coopers. Have you ever heard of D.B. Coopers? Um, only from you very briefly in passing. So I've been very interested in this particular tale because it's a true story. It, all, it actually happened in 1971, okay? Okay. It's November. Okay. It's November 4th. Okay. This cat- Scorpio season, whoop, whoop, am I right? Wait, how is it November 4th if it's around Thanksgiving time? Well, maybe they just met in the general vicinity of Thanksgiving. No, this is very odd. All right. This is very odd, actually. Okay. Some of this evidence is really whack. All okay. right, well, thanks for preparing. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> November 24th. All right, so you were 20 days off. Jesus Christ. That would put us much closer to Thanksgiving. Okay, so yeah, wow, that didn't make any sense because I had done a lot of research on this. Sorry, I I rescind. Now you made me say a false fact. It's actually Sagittarius season. It is November 24th, 1971. There's a man. He's about six foot tall. He's wearing a nice dark suit. Are you trying to turn our listeners on right now? I'm trying to take them there. I'm trying to bring bring them there. By the way, it's the day before... Thanksgiving, which mm-hmm. is everyone's very, very favorite time of year. Very favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he walks into the Portland International Airport. It sounds like you're about to tell a joke. A no, six I've... foot tall man walks into a bar, <laughs> walks into an airport. There's nothing funny about an airline being hijacked, Nikki. Oh, dang. Like in uh, GTA 5. It's exactly like GTA 5, which I've done many times. I know. You're obsessed. I love that game, man. I, I miss it. For almost a year, all I would see coming down the stairs is just my husband stealing planes. That's on, right, stealing planes on, a t- on the TV, the fuck around, flying them into all kinds of things. Yeah. Um, so he bought a one-way ticket to Seattle. He gives the name. He bought in cash. Okay. He gives the name Dan Cooper. Okay. To the person, because back then you could just walk up, buy a ticket. You didn't have to give ID. You didn't have to do anything. Right. Was what? What, what year did you say this was? This is 1971. Mm. This is like back when the stewardesses were all like sexy models. They're hot as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And like being a pilot, I always remember that scene in Catch, you, Catch Me If You Can, where Leonardo DiCaprio is surrounded by all these like hot stewardesses. The hot pan and he ladies. He looks like really hot as a pilot. Yep. So it was very hot stewardess. Okay, I'm time. trying to like paint the scene in my mind. No, I'm so with yeah. You, yeah. Okay, yeah. hot stewardess time. The stewardesses are all tense. Okay, tight. Okay, now you're there. Okay, so he uh, boards Northwest Airlines Flight 305. And he kind of chills for a little bit. He gets a drink. He has some bourbon, right? Mm-hmm. Smokes a cigarette because you could do that back then too. On the plane? Yeah. Back before the Nazis took over the airline industry. <laughs> okay. That's right. Calm down. Because people could be able to smoke big apparently. Um, 
so yeah, he has a drink, right? And then um, he sits like in like the middle of the plane, and he, he hands a note to the uh, stewardess. A really hot one. The perfect tan one. Okay. Well, they're all perfect. They're all tans. perfect. Tans. Tans. Yeah. Okay. She opens. The, he's like, "Ma'am, you want to read that? Because I have a bomb." Wow. Yeah. And then he has her sit next to him, and um, she inspects his uh, luggage, which he has her look at. And inside, she describes uh, what she thought was dynamite. Shit. Yeah. So uh, then he starts making demands. He wants $200,000 in cash. Wait, wait, wait. So he's going to rob an airplane? That's right. Wait, is he making demands to the government or is he making demands to like the airplane? Well, he's using the airplane as... I mean, like he's he has, holding he's those hostage. people hostage. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Because yes. well, when you say making demands, I'm like, is she like going to the pilot and asking the pilot for two hundred thousand dollars? Yeah, they have a vault of cash. Right. That's what I'm like. This is an odd place to. Right. It's an odd place to try to get no, a bunch so of cash. They're communicating. He's communicating with the stewardess, who's communicating with the pilot, who's communicating with the FBI. Okay. See, whenever this kind of hostage situation happens, I always get confused because um, it doesn't seem like you're gonna get away with it. Because if the FBI has to give you the money. Like hand you the money, and I don't really think they had a lot of. Did they do wiring back then? I don't know. Maybe they did. No. Yeah. So I don't like how. I don't know. <laughs> they might have. We're not old. Um, I don't think they did though. So yeah, that's. It just seems like high probability you're gonna get caught because like uh, where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna, how far are you gonna get with that money? So this is not the old west anymore, right. right? Basically, everybody who tries this shit gets caught, like you said. Yeah. This is the one guy who never got caught. That's bananas to me. Isn't that bananas? I need to know how he got away with exactly. this. Exactly. Well, that's what everyone's obsessed with. That's yeah. why this is like a folk tale now. Oh, I love it. Like if we knew who D.B. Cooper was, he he would never have to buy a beer the rest of his life because everyone's just so fascinated with how he got away with it, how he fucked the system and all He's that like, shit. He's um, like Yoshi Takamoto or Yoshi. He's like Yoshi, it's, Yoshi it's, Nakamoto. Yoshi. Exactly. Yeah. He's like Satoshi Nakamoto. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was close. Creator Bitcoin. Which, by the way, have you guys checked Bitcoin price? You're welcome. Okay. By the time this comes out, it could have plummeted. You don't know. It probably went over 20000 The date of this recording is November 18th, and currently Bitcoin soared above 18000 18000 Mm-hmm. Cray, cray. A minor correction to 17000 Crypto about to explode, folks. I've been calling it for months. Okay. So, back to D.B. <laughs> Cooper. Uh, so, he, he then um, a- he asked for $200,000 in cash. Mm-hmm. Okay, he wants a fuel truck in Seattle, which is where the airline is headed. Remember, mm-hmm. he bought a one-way ticket to Seattle. Right. He wants there it, it to be refueled when they land. He also wants four parachutes brought to the plane. And by the way, this was a stormy night. There was, oh, there was, I see his plan. There was rain. What's his plan? Well, because okay, so I was thinking, how does he steal? The, I thought he stole the plane with all the passengers on it. I'm like, how are you going to get away with $200,000? You need to return the people, you know, but this makes more sense that he unloads the people, has a fully fueled plane and parachutes. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Wow. Interesting. So stormy night, heavy rain, cloud cover, right? Yeah. They basically are chilling up in the air for a couple hours. And then finally they get to land in Seattle. Yeah. They don't land like in the middle of the airport at all because there's a bomb on the plane they think so they have him land like for the Further furthest out. um tarmac right okay fucking seattle with all your rain and you know what i mean sh- always making things difficult making these hostage situations <laughs> difficult exactly so then um they 
basically have them sit there to refuel the plane and they sit there for a while. Okay. And DB Cooper's getting kind of pissed. Yeah. He's like and and the the pilot's trying to um you know when you're when you're flying an aircraft, we fly one of these big prop jobs. Yeah. All right. You want to file a flight plan. Yeah. Okay. So the pilot's starting to figure out how to do that and DB Cooper's like just fucking take off. We're headed to Reno. Oh. So then um, they allowed a bunch of the passengers to leave. He kept the crew but the, and the pilot. the gas didn't get refilled yet. No, it did. Oh, it did? Yeah. And he got his parachutes? He got his parachutes. Then what? Oh, so he's just waiting for the money. He got the money. No, he got the money? He got the money. So what was he waiting for then? For the refueling. That's what I said. So yeah. he didn't get the refueling? No, he did. While oh. it was refueling, he was like, this is taking too long. What the fuck's going on? I already got the money. I already got the parachutes. So- I already let the hostages go except for and i kept four so they just took off he took off like as if you're at a gas station and it's still connected to the car and no he no just, no he, <laughs> he he the pilot's trying to like lay, like have a flight plan with a certain way to get there and oh, he's, he's just like, stalling just, exactly that's how that's how yeah I, if that was db cooper i'd be like fuck this too that's how db cooper okay felt. okay i feel i think yeah because like talk to him. how did he know that they were done refueling though I don't fucking know. Did it make a little click like when you were at the yeah, gas station? Yeah, it makes station? a click. It makes a <laughs> click. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then they take off. Okay. okay. And he basically says, uh, we're going to Mexico City. Okay. Mm, smart choice. That's where he tells the pilot and FBI where he was, where he's going to go. Probably no rainstorms there. Right. They basically say like, yo, we can't go to Mexico City because we don't have the- Permits? The payload to, to do that. Like, this isn't that plane. Sorry. Mm. So he's like, okay, fine, we'll go to Reno. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, you know, he not wants $200,000 in cash. It's not like he's asking for like a couple million. This guy's yeah. kind, of, kind of a white trash person. I right, think. right. Okay. <laughs> you think you're just like a gambler? That's what I want, I want to think. Yeah. And I want to think that he made it to Reno and just gambled his life away there. Yeah. Um. So they, ta- they take off. They're in the sky. Okay. And at one point, he basically tells the flight crew that he would like to be left alone in the cabin. Okay. Mm. So they go to the front of the cockpit. They close the door. And they land in Reno. He already took off. And he had he had them lower the stairs in flight because on a Boeing 727, you can actually lower – you could lower it from the inside back then. The stairs were underneath the aircraft. And so – he had them lower it midair, and he didn't say when he was going to jump or if he was going to jump even, but obviously he had the parachutes, so yeah. you could figure it out. And then he jumped at some point between uh, Seattle and Reno. Now, there was apparently the the captain said that there was kind of like a m- movement at one point in the flight. Mm-hmm. So that's when they the I FBI suspected that he jumped. Like from him jumping off of did it. Did they remember where it was? Uh, did they remember? Well, I mean, like <laughs> that's really that funny. would be helpful information. Like, but I can't remember where it was. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> he'd be really funny. Oh yeah, because I wouldn't bring it up if I didn't remember where it was. <laughs> I just don't I'm so bring it glad up. You're, you're not in charge of that. <laughs> so uh, okay, so he they suspect that he was forty kilometers north of Portland. Okay. Okay, basically in the woods. There's also lakes and rivers and all kinds of yeah, shit. Yeah, like that's a not a smart part to jump at no and guess what jump in the desert man it was fucking cold outside we're yeah. talking it was six degrees below at uh, at the altitude he was so at. like if you make it past all the trees and water blockages 
Yeah, dude. You, and you, you're carrying cash. Now, it was like 25 pounds of cash, but still. What do they call it in, in golf? A water... Um... Water, a water trap. No. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they call it something else. I just saw it in Ron White's video. It's actually called a water trap. Water feature. I don't know. It wasn't called that. All right. <laughs> the sand trap, but not a water trap. All right. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. I hope we go on a tangent. Oh, that yeah. tangent. Uh, so basically, he gets away with it. Okay. All right. The next, the maybe we don't know. They're in the well. Okay. Okay. The FBI searches the plane. He's gone. Okay. The all the people on board were like, yeah. He. I don't know. We don't know when he when he left because we didn't check until yeah. we landed. Right. And uh, ten years goes by. So now. It's it's nineteen eighties nineteen eighties right, and a young boy he's like in this place called Tina Bar, which is in southern Washington state, mm-hmm. and he's digging in the sand and he finds wads of cash, mm. and it's like degraded and all fucked up looking right. Oh, that sucks. And he finds like five thousand eight hundred and eighty dollars. Okay. Okay, in cash, and the rubber bands are still wrapped around it, huh. and. Something that people didn't know until a couple months after the incident, the bills that were given to D.B. Cooper were all traceable because they had, from the, the bank that they got them from, yeah. had a, um, in case of, like, ransom. Yeah. Uh, like Good, that's smart. Cash See, set that's aside. What I, that's what I'm saying. Like, how do these people think they're going to get away with any of this? Like, it's whenever you, difficult. like, do hostage situations, they're going to treat trace it somehow they're gonna track you so this cash that was set aside they had all the serial numbers on it right okay so then afterwards the fbi is like yo we'll give 25 grand to anybody who finds any of these bills and all that kind of shit right so so basically telling db cooper good luck using this cash buddy yeah because we're we're gonna be checking we're gonna find you so um yeah the fbi confirmed they were the serial numbers from the cash given to D.B. Cooper. At that point, they had discovered nothing in 10 years. Wow. Not one bill at all. Wow. And we don't know if he, like, he went to downtown Vegas and he was just at Banyans where they don't really care. <laughs> like We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, we know he's a Reno guy, so he could have gone down there. And you know, I don't know if they're looking at the bills. Yeah. So uh, the question really, though, is... The rubber bands, Yeah, it's very interesting because there was an experiment done in 2009 and they say that the rubber bands couldn't have survived in those elements for more than like a year. Really? But the fact that they were still intact leads some people to believe that perhaps they were planted there after the incident. So we're talking like within a year of the kid discovering them. Oh. Which is... Part of a grander theory that I will get into okay. a little bit later. That's interesting. It's very interesting. What if, um, okay. So you think that they just replaced the rubber band with a different rubber band? No. Oh, you think it's the same rubber band? I think it's the same rubber band, yeah. But they were just protected from the they elements. They were protected from the elements gotcha. somewhere. And okay. then maybe they were put there to perhaps get investigators off of some words trail or somewhere's trail. Damn, you lost $5,800? They didn't shit out of 200000 I know, but like, well, I would think by then, after 10 years, your money's kind of run dry, but um, maybe you invested it properly. I don't know. So eyewitness testimony from everyone on board. Now, you got to remember, eyewitness testimony is not great. I know. It's really unreliable. It's terrible. A lot of people. 
You would fail so hard at eyewitness testimony because you don't remember people's faces. <laughs> You're not wrong. Okay. okay. So the guy's six foot, right? Yeah. Uh, but that's only eyewitness testimony. If you ask me how tall somebody is, I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. Straight up. You I'm, say under under six foot, you just they're all the same height to you. Uh, you're right. They're all just shorties to me. Yeah. Big time shorties. And so I just can't kind of deduce that. Also, height, weight, all that shit. Yeah. I don't know how how much somebody weighs. I don't fucking know. I know. It's kind of cool because you always think I'm taller than I am. Yeah, I always you just you say something like five six. I'm like, okay, if you say so. I always forget that you're five four. <laughs> yeah, oh, you got it right. Well, yeah, because I just remember now that you're a foot shorter than me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But it's easy to remember that. I'm not good at that shit. So yeah. the eyewitness testimony, basically, the FBI puts out a sketch with with all the eyewitness testimony put together, and right. they have some, like, it's just the standard looking dude wearing sunglasses the whole time because DB Cooper wore sunglasses the whole fucking time, which is pretty badass. But that's pretty badass. It's really yeah. badass to jump out of a plane in the middle of the night. In a dark storm with sunglasses on. So these sketches, like, is he hot? I don't think he's hot. You don't think, he, but you're a straight dude. I am, but I, 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 I get why people think Don Draper's hot, for example. Mm-hmm. I think he's going for that kind of vibe, but he well, just couldn't. Anyone pull it mysterious up. is kind of hot. Yeah, so that's why everyone's so interested in the story. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of sexy. So, 2016 comes mm-hmm. by. The yeah. FBI says. We are closing the investigation. We're, we're basically, oh, this is recent. We're giving up. 2016. Yeah. There's no, There's been no major developments. We've, yeah. We've got no no one that we think- uh, It's like a 40-year-old case by now. Yeah, dude. So, who did it, Nikki? What do you mean, who did it? Well, Dan Coop, D.B. Cooper. Well, but, but who's D.B. Cooper? <laughs> oh, I see, I you see. You think he gave his real name? Do you think he's Satoshi? Very nice. He like w- took that money no. and he created Bitcoin? No. All right. But I feel like he could pull it off. You gave me the perfect segue and then you killed it. I'm sorry. D.B. Cooper. Yes. Who is he? He gave that name, right? Yeah. It's not, that's not. That's not his name. That's not the name he gave. Oh. Back in the 70s, a stupid fucking reporter like Satoshi Nakamoto just looked up someone in the area whose name was D.B. Cooper. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, we think that this might be the guy. That's not the name he gave, though. No, his name—he gave the name Dan Cooper. So everyone calls us DB Cooper because of a fucking idiot journalist uh, in the seventies. Okay. Who just completely botched, like miss, like it's like the Satoshi Nakamoto case yeah. where a, a, a couple reporters were like, "We think it's this guy named Satoshi Nakamoto," and then this poor guy <laughs> had poor cameras guy. outside of his house, and he's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" He's just this poor Japanese man who's like a professor. Yeah. And he's just like, "I'm not Satoshi Nakamoto. Why would I give my own Although, name?" Okay. Okay, but if I did do that, that's kind of a cool, like I would just give my real name and then it's easy to be like, what the fuck? I wouldn't give my real name. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, Not so, gonna lie. And he's a professor, pretty smart guy. It's pretty good. Could be him. Okay, so who are, so 1972 come, rolls around, right? This is a year after the incident. A guy named Richard McCoy Jr. He does the same exact crime. Whoa. Wait, what's his name? Richard McCoy Jr. Okay. He asks for 500000 in cash. Okay. Well, yeah, that would be about the same amount, like, with inflation. One year it's later. about the same value. Yeah, one year later. Oh, wait, one year? Seven seventy-two. Oh, sorry. I thought you said recently. <laughs> Inflation's kick-ass, <laughs> Oh, dude. my God. Okay, Your wait. cash next okay. year is going to be killer. <laughs> Just keep it in a savings account, yeah, folks. <laughs> That's really funny. Those treasury bonds, you know? Um, wait. 
So one year later, yes. this uh, this McCoy guy. Yes. And he and he's the same age. He is uh, not the same age. Well, he he could yeah he they don't know the, the age. Description. The description was he's mid forties, right? So, you know. That's hot. Does he does he fit that? He he kind of does. Yeah. He like he he was the right like kind of height build everything. Mm. Well, not height I think, but build everything else. Okay. So maybe he ran out of ran out of cash or thought maybe I should have gone higher. However, he was with his family for Thanksgiving at the time DB Cooper was in the air. So mm. they ruled him out ultimately. Oh, wow. But and, and this and guy got caught. This guy got caught. Mm. And then after this guy got caught and because of the DB Cooper incident, that's why now we have to get our all our luggage inspected on shit. <sighs> One bad apple. They also installed in all planes this thing called the DB Cooper, or the the Cooper latch or some shit, where you cannot put stairs down when the plane, like from the inside of the plane, right? You no longer can do that. Damn. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, so thanks for, to these fucking assholes. Now that we now have we're to, all out we safe, all, we have we, to deal with this shit. We all like can't have bombs on planes, especially no. when you're in Orlando and you're waiting in that line and you're just like, "Fuck you, DB Cooper." His name's not DB Cooper. Dan Cooper, good point. Thank you. Okay, so I don't know. I'm kind of thankful for the regulations because, you know, moving on. Some bad people. Okay. <laughs> okay, so there's this guy named Kenneth Christensen. All right. Okay. Is he hot? He's not very hot. Okay, that's what you're saying about all of them. In 2000, and, what am I on big mood right now? No. Okay. Thanks for promoting our competitor. No, though. I want to promote it. Unpromote <laughs> it. Everybody, check out Big Mood to see if we're on big mood right now. <laughs> in, in 2010, there's a private detective who published a book which basically says that this guy named Kenneth Christensen was D.B. Cooper, who we all call D.B. Cooper, right? So um, there's a History Channel documentary that kind of went into like some of the evidence that maybe this guy was D.B. Cooper, mm-hmm. okay? Kenneth Christensen, he was in the army in the 40s. He was trained paratrooper. Oh. Right? The war had ended by the time that he was deployed uh, in four, in 1945, but he made training jumps so he would know how to operate a parachute, right? Um, after he left, he joined the Northwest Orient as a mechanic in the South Pacific. Mm-hmm. Okay? So he was- would put him in the right place. Put him in the right place. Right. He was then a flight uh, attendant, Right? So that would, and then back then they had some pay disputes inside um, of Northwest Airlines where they used to call them Cobra Airlines, for, like the employees inside because uh-huh. they were being assholes about pay disputes and shit. Okay. So, and Dan, D.B. Cooper, when he was on the plane, said the stewardess alluded to asking him like what, like wh- why he was doing this. And he said, she said, do you have some kind of grudge? He said, I have a grudge. Hmm. Yeah. So. Interesting. Right? Now, he, who knows? He could have been just bullshitting. Yeah, sure. But, like, he didn't need to say anything. Didn't need to say anything. Uh, so then he was not quite perfect uh, to what they said from the description. Like, he was kind of shorter than six foot by a okay. lot. He's five foot eight. Oh, this Kenny Christensen? Kenny Christensen. That's why you had to say eyewitness accounts aren't. Exactly. exactly. I was setting that up. Right, I see. Before I you see. diverted it into the ocean. I'm sorry. And asking if he's hot. I'm sorry. Is he? Yeah. 
Okay. Tight. He was 45 years old at the time of the hijacking. Oh, did Kenny Christensen like sunglasses? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> he was a huge fan of sunglasses. Oh, this yeah. is getting, the case is getting He was uh, arrested outside of a, sunglass, a sunglasses hut. Okay, I knew yeah, it. In San Diego, California. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, wait, wait, really quick. I know this isn't that important, but I just, I love visuals. And were the sunglasses the round kind? No. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. They were sportier. Uh, damn, not as sexy. Okay, go ahead. I think they're pretty sexy, actually. Oh, they're no. They're kind of more look, Steve Green sunglasses. Look how Like my Ray-Ban ballerinas. Now, you, now you're thinking he's sexy. No, okay. I don't think he's sexy. I think you're going to walk away not knowing if you think he's sexy or not. I think I'm going to walk away forgetting the story because you're fucking Sorry. commentary. How does it feel? Nah, I'm always, I'm always on it. Okay. So, he, so this, what's so funny about this particular story is that his brother... Kenny Christensen's brother really wants his brother to be Danny, uh, to be D.B. Cooper. Well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of cool. And so there's a lot of people who came out saying, yo, I think my brother was D.B. Cooper. Wait, do they want their brothers to be D.B. Cooper because they hate their brothers and they want them locked up or because they want, they think it's a cool story? Well, think about the film rights, TV rights. Right, like all right, that right, yeah. Financial incentive is heavy. Oh, but how sad to throw your bro- brother under the bus like that because your brother's going to get fucked. What if you hate your brother? Well, that's what I'm saying. Do they hate their brother? I don't know. It doesn't say if they hate their brother. Uh. <laughs> Fucking the kind of sterling commentary you get from the shit they don't. What they, oh, wait, they these don't are tell these are legit questions. Absolutely, they are. Also, like I'm interested in the case. Also, I just like like to I like to know all of the details so I can be a detective. Well, let me give you some details. D.B. Cooper's left-handed. Okay. Kenny Christians is left-handed. Oh, okay. Okay. He uh, D.B. Cooper left behind. Only uh, like seven cigarette butts and a black clip-on tie. Guess who likes clip-on ties? I'm kidding. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, but no, apparently that the tie clip was like the like a left-sided tie clip, the one that they found on the plane. That's how they know he's left-handed. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, also, the one of the eyewitnesses said that the the photos of Kenny Christensen were closer than any of the other suspects that she had seen mm. as far as what she recollected but did this person so this kenny christensen's brother um say this like around the same time uh, like in the 70s or was no, this now much recently later, much later he saw he was watching a documentary his brother okay. was watching a documentary um uh, in the 2000s okay and he's like oh shit i think my brother's db cooper oh so he just showed an old photograph then <clears throat> yes okay. well Kenny Christensen purchased a house with cash oh. a couple months after the hijacking occurred. Suspicious. Okay. Um, he he also told his brother before he died in 1994, there's something you should know, but I cannot tell you. What? You're about to die. And Yeah, and then his brother says, I didn't even ask what, what it was. Oh, I'm like, what man. the fuck? That's like um, when we were watching the Paul McCartney is really dead uh, documentary yes. and like um, Heather McCartney was like, I have a kill switch just in case anything happens to me. There's secrets that like all the secrets are going to come out. That's right. And it's like, oh, is it that Paul McCartney's dead? <laughs> we should take a break, though, and oh, yes. come back and we will and talk more about who we think db cooper is yes and what happened and things that are pretty interesting okay when we return
I love interesting things. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like we're not desperate. We're like kind of desperate. We're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So huge shout out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout out right now to Mark, Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blythe. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> Hello, we're back from our break. And just uh, to let everyone know, our producer. A key piece of the story is getting uncovered story, here. Mark has told us during the break, it's called a water hazard in golf, not a water trap. Thank you. I knew it was a water trap, but I couldn't put my finger I'm on really it. I'm really glad Thank that you, we've, we've dug in The case is solved. That. Yeah, it's great. All right. Okay. So, so back to our good friend, Dan After Cooper. Kenny Christensen dies, yes. family discovers he has gold coins. <gasps> he had, well, that's not what but it's kind of had, but it's kind of sexy. It is sexy. And it's also, well, what if he put his money into gold? Because he, he could have. He also had a stamp collection. Okay. He also had two hundred thousand dollars in a Shut bank up. account. No, I'm not kidding. What? No. Yeah. Really? He had about hundred eighty thousand. What? But yeah. there are serial numbers on there. Well, we don't know how. We don't know. But apparently, it was connected to a land purchase or land sale. Land sale. Land sale. So, not exactly the most DB Cooperish thing because he has a reason for having that money. Well. What if he purchased? If he laund, if he, he like laundered, laundered that he money, it. washed the money, yeah, mm -hmm. like he purchased and in, in cash, and then the farmer or whoever sold him the land was like, I don't fucking care, you know, and so they took the cash, and then then he just sold the land. Well, uh, apparently, he also had a mortgage on the house. <laughs> okay. And it took him seventeen years to pay it off. Now you could do that if you had a stack of cash somewhere, and like you know, it wouldn't be too stressful, I guess. Yeah. But still. It just seems like I think that his brother really, really, really wants him to be D.B. Cooper. Uh -huh. He also contacted like Nora Ephron, a bunch of people trying to 
trying to be like, yo, you got to make this a movie. Mm. <laughs> so it's too eager beaver. That yeah, that's kind of my. Um, also, the FBI th- doesn't think it at all. Are there any other suspects? Well, yes, there are. <gasps> so there's a gentleman by the name of. I already told you about Richard McCoy Jr. He was, yes. he was the copycat. Yeah. So this this he's next, still in jail. He yeah uh, yeah I, I think he went to prison. Yes. Yeah, I would think so. Big time, big time. Um, so now we, this brings us to the next suspect. His name Robert Rackstraw. Okay. Rackstraw. He flew helicopters in the Vietnam War. Okay. That means he's a pilot. Uh-huh. When D.B. Cooper was on the plane, he jumped at about 200 miles an hour. Now, planes don't go 200 miles an hour regularly, right? But he also had them adjust the flaps and do certain things that really only somebody only who's pilots, a pilot would yeah. probably know. Um, I have a question. Then, yes. If I may. Please. I mean, you probably won't know the answer, but... I think I do, actually. Because we won't know. Well, you think my commentary's whack, but... I if if someone's a pilot and they know all these things, why do they need to even take the pilot and stewardesses with them? Why can't he just set it his own way, jump off? Who cares what happens to the plane? So glad you asked. Okay. He asked for por- four parachutes, right? Yeah. The FBI was going to sabotage his parachute, but because he asked for four parachutes, they determined that they couldn't be sure that he wasn't going to take hostages with him. Oh, that's so smart. It's very smart. Man, yeah. this guy's way better at stealing planes than me. All he is. Also, okay. Well, I'll get. I'll get to that. Okay. Later. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, four parachutes. Got it. He he basically cuts one of them up in order to um, strap the cash to his body with the strings. Okay. For the jump. That's so smart. Yeah, about twenty-five pounds of cash, by the way. Uh, once again. Mm-hmm. Um. So Robert Rackshaw, he had. When they were headed to Reno, I told you he had specific flight requirements, right? When he was confronted about D.B. Cooper uh, by investigators, uh, he said that he could have been D.B. Cooper. What? Yeah. That That's was a his, weird answer. That was his response. He wants to be sexy. Yeah, right? Who knows? He also stated he was one of the only people who could close the case. Wait, what? Yeah. So he was. detectives were like, are you D.B. Cooper? And he was like, could have been. Not detectives. Oh. This is like, um, there was a, like a, a couple of reporters got obsessed with this story. Uh-huh. And one of them in particular badgered him. How'd they even find this guy? Um, they connected him to being like in the, like be- the because of the war. profile. Yeah. And also because, well, I'll get into Did it. Did they just look at all war vets and then they tried to find someone that matched the profile and the, and the pilots? Uh, side? Well, no, there's a couple things, right? So, okay. so, he got kicked out of the army for uh-huh. lying a couple months before the incident. He also has this airline, ex- like this this pilot experience, right? He um, he he stood trial for the death of his own stepfather. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, what did he lie about? What did he lie about in the army? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay, good question. Um, so that is a lot of Robert Rackstraw, like. We think it was him stuff. You think he's just getting cocky being like, could have been me. Uh, his attorneys said that he was being che- a cheeky bastard. Yeah, cheeky. Because yeah. he was the guy. But then if you're his attorney, you're going to say that anyway. Right. But he was the guy who in like wherever he was, his little watering hole, his local watering hole, 
there had been enough talk about him being D.B. Cooper over the years because he's on the suspected maybe D.B. Cooper's list <laughs> for a while that from all the people who are obsessed with the story. Yeah. That he's so just cool. like, yeah, D.B. Cooper, whatever. Like, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Not exactly incriminating. It's mm-hmm. ex- extremely, yeah. you know. I'd do the same thing. I would do. Make it your identity. Why not? I could be Satoshi Yakamono. You don't even know how to say his name. I doubt you are. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Maybe uh, I'm playing a really good game. Well, he always said in his emails, he always said Satoshi. So I, I, you, at least you got that part. Thank you. That's the only part you got. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's all the that's all the maybe he, Robert Rockstraw was D.B. Cooper. Okay. Okay. Here's all the buts. Okay. One of the flight attendants said that she did not find any similarities like between the photos of Rackstraw from the 70s and then what she saw in real life. Did she see a picture of him wearing sunglasses? I doubt it. Oh. That's a good point. Sometimes um, eyes completely change a person. That's very true. You know. Uh, Rackstraw's attorney said that all this shit is a load of, quote, shit. Okay. And they know it is. Professional. And, yes. And the FBI basically said that they didn't think it was him. Okay. That's all they got. Uh, And Rackstraw was pretty pissed about all this because he says that he lost a job over the investigation, like over all the notoriety that was happening because there was, in 2016, people were starting to bring his name up a lot and saying like, oh yeah, he's D.B. Cooper, but they really never proved conclusively that he's D.B. Cooper at all. Yeah, it's pretty whack. Um, In fact, there's so many videos out there, everybody, of people saying that the case is closed and it was Robert Rackstraw. But it is not closed. Okay. Like, they do not know that this is Robert Rackstraw at all. Thank you for clearing our good friend Robert's name. Yeah. I just, well, he died in 2019. Aw. Yeah, but. And his name never got cleared. No, it never got cleared. Um, But he says that he would tell everyone he was the hijacker because he was just being a shithead. Right. I would do the same thing. You have to. Um. so this is, there's a couple things about this, right? Here's something that I think is also, I mean, look, when we talk about something like this, yeah, how badly do we want a guy to take off, a, a plane's going 200 miles an hour. By the way, when they do military jumps, they're going about 150 miles an hour. They're going between 100 and 150 miles an hour. Commercial um, skydivers, they do it at like 90 miles an hour. Yeah. Or less, right? This shit is... Extreme conditions. Pretty nice. Okay. You're talking about the Pacific Northwest. It's uh, seven below zero outside. Why did he request it to go that fast? Um, I don't know. Like, why did he choose to make conditions not great for him? Well, no. So the plane normally would have been going like 500 miles an hour. Uh, so he had him so slow down at 200. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, chill factor, by the way, outside that night, this stormy night. Where you basically can't see anything. Yeah. Was sixty nine degrees below zero. Ugh. Okay. Also, the FBI gave him four parachutes, right? One of those parachutes they realized later. It just goes to show there are morons everywhere. Okay. One of the parachutes they discovered later was a dummy chute. Oh. So it wouldn't have opened. So if he gave it to a hostage or he, if he wore it himself, it wouldn't have opened. So there's a one in four chance D.B. Cooper died because the plane didn't. That's what I think. Shoot. That's what I think happened. So that's what that's the other theory is that he he just didn't survive. I don't think he survived. I mean, you have to think about 
He also selected a, per, a parachute that really, it was like the older parachute. They gave him a bunch of parachutes, like four, right? But one of them was an older one. And he selected that one, which is what made people go, well, maybe he was, uh, he was ex-military because mm-hmm. when he was in the service, he probably would have used a parachute that's more akin to that rather mm-hmm. than the sportier parachutes. Right. Um, but that parachute in particular, you really couldn't maneuver it. Like if you were dropping down, you're really at the mercy of the wind and you can't like, you know how they have those yeah, things you yeah. pull where you can kind of adjust and move? You couldn't do that with the parachute that D.B. Cooper picked. Huh. Yeah. Uh, so... Also, if you look at the area 40 miles north of Portland where he jumped off, this is remote as shit. We're talking about woods. Wait, 40 miles north? You yeah. mean south? No. He was headed towards Reno. Yeah, but he he took off from Seattle. Oh, uh, right. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, the woods where he's dropped off, we're talking about giant lakes, rivers. Yeah. That whole area. I mean, he would have been. By the way, he jumped in a suit with slacks. That's hot though. And and uh yeah, and, and like that's some shoes. James Bond shit. But bro, not for six degrees below. Dude, with negative sixty That's chill. what I don't understand. Like why he's headed to Reno. I mean, why not jump in more favorable conditions? You have to think about Maybe he thought that would be take too long and the FBI would shoot him down or something. There was there was speaking of that, there was an escort. He, there was two fighter jets that were next to the plane the whole mm. time, and those pilots never saw him jump. Mm. Yeah, uh, he's still on the plane. He was still on the plane. That's the other theory. He's on the plane. He's right on now. the plane right now. <laughs> An old man still in the landing gear area, yeah. smoking cigarettes and drinking <laughs> bourbon. Two hundred thousand dollars he couldn't spend. Um. So something that I find interesting about this is. Do you remember the Chandra Levy incident? I remember people talking about it, but I honestly I don't rem- I don't know what happened in that story. So this is a, an intern in Washington D.C. Yeah, she everyone thinks that this guy named Gary Condit murdered her because right. they were having an affair, and he was a congressman there, and uh, they couldn't find the body. And basically, a year later, they found her body in the woods. Mm. That's how, like. You can get lost in the woods, or, or I'm not saying she got lost; she was murdered. But yeah. I'm saying that's how a body can be lost in the woods, yeah, for a long time, for a long ass time. Now you're talking about maybe he gets caught in a tree. If you don't have hikers hiking by, then right, your body could sit out there for a while. And even look at um, what I described with the little the little beach where the kid found the cash. Like, right, that's in a remote area too. If you pull out that map, you're like, holy shit, and. From where the um, suspected D.B. Cooper's um, parachute zone was mm-hmm. and where this cache was, the the cache would have had to go like up and downstream in such a way that it makes no sense. Mm. Because of the way that the, the rivers moved, the motion of the rivers from where they thought he had uh, landed, it just didn't make sense as to why the cache ended up at this particular sandbar. Hmm. So... That's why I think either he's either he died, yeah, okay, and the cash just got, you know, somehow got dropped there. But it doesn't make any sense because why are the rubber bands intact? Well, I mean, there's always like standouts, you know, like anomalies where, right? Like, what if it the rubber band? I don't know the science behind it, but we rolled down in salt first, and then like it protected it or something like that. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't really know. The, Who knows? 
mechanics of rubber bands, but but Robert back to Robert Rackstraw. Yeah, he was uh, in the San Diego area, and he was already being accused of DP Cooper a bunch and shit, and people were on it on his ass. So what if you 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 kind of try to adjust things or try to try to maybe he buried some cash out there to to kind of fuck with the investigation is is another theory mm. but i don't know i don't know how it gets the eyes off of him at all right why don't another thing i don't understand is that you didn't ask for very much money like why like why didn't 200,000 in 1971 it's pretty 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 good mm, not really though i mean like for if you're asking the fbi if you're holding a plane hostage mm -hmm. like the amount of risk and reward I just don't, it doesn't seem like very much. Well, think about this too. For every, you know, 100,000 he adds, that's more weight he has to carry. Oh, right. And he's getting dropped off in some remote area. Man, he thought of everything. What I don't understand is why didn't D.B. Cooper wait to get out of the storm and get to like better conditions? Because maybe he had somebody who was following the plane, right? Mm -hmm. There was time. He knew where he was going. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm going to Seattle, one-way ticket. Somebody He knows somebody in Seattle, potentially, allegedly. I don't know. Um, they they drive to a particular area where he says he's going to try to jump towards, right? Yeah. He kicks everyone out of the cabin so that nobody can know when he was jumping so that he, he has a wide, like a wider search area for right. him. They deploy the National Guard. They search every fucking single area of this place. They don't find anything. No cash, no nothing at the time. Hmm. No nylon, no parachutes, nothing. Nothing. So, and certainly no body. Huh. So that's another theory is that he had an accomplice and they like were able to pick him up somehow. Or, okay, he lands. Yes. He has his parachute. He has his money. Yeah. He's like, yes, I made it. And against all odds, you know, the elements are out. But it's so cold. So he seeks shelter in a cave. But a bear lives there. Oh, no. Bear kills him in the cave. That's why they can't find any of the stuff. Oh, shit. Yeah. The bear killed him. Bear is like, is this food? No, it's money. I'm putting it in the river because it's not food. Right. And then the river washes up a stack of cash. But it's been protected in a cave the whole time. Right. So that's why, like, it looks, the rubber band's, like, so new. I solved this case like pretty easily. Man, the FBI really is not good. <laughs> They're not doing their job. They're not really good. Wow. I mean, think about it. I just put clues together. No, that's pretty good. So I think there's another interesting theory. Here. Okay. More interesting than that? It might be, but it might not be. Okay. It'll, it'll be up to the audience to decide. Okay. You can decide. Leave us a note in the comments. Okay. So you have the airline crew. They're all pissed. They call Cobra Airlines. Right. They say that they, there's all kinds of union and paid disputes. Who actually saw D.B. Cooper that day? Right. Who actually took the cash and said, like, I, I am an eyewitness. I saw D.B. Cooper. Oh, I thought about that, too. Like, maybe he shared the cash with them. Or maybe D.B. Cooper doesn't exist. Maybe there is no Dan Cooper. And they just said, oh. there's a guy on the plane. He has a bomb. Oh. We want $200,000 in cash. <gasps> Don't come on the plane. <gasps> I love this theory. It's pretty good, right? This is great. Okay. Don't come on the plane. But my only question is, what? Did, how did they hide the cash? Because once they land in Reno, 
the cash is gone and so are the shoots wait could they have stuffed it in like the plane some like the roof of the plane i was or thinking something? maybe they stuffed it in the overhead yeah, compartments no, not... and the fbi didn't check the overhead okay but that's too obvious like i would have like a I would have cut out a patch in the ceiling or something yeah. like. I would have put it where they put the the life vests because nobody gives a shit about that. Spot. Sure, yeah, yeah, or stuffed it into the life vest. Right. Yeah, that I like that theory Isn't a that lot. Interesting? That's great because only people, the only people that ever saw DB Cooper would be people maybe on board who are financially incentivized by keeping the motherfucking cash and splitting it. Right. Also, the the escort planes never the fighter jets. They never, never saw, saw him it. jump. Never saw him jump. But it was dark. It was it was windy, stormy. Who the fuck knows? True. Like that's a whole different ball game. Huh. I love. I like that a lot. Right. Because then it also makes sense. Like the guy that tried it the next year, he heard the story. He's like, "Oh shit! I got those credentials. I could do that." Yeah. And then they caught him immediately. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, well, how come how come Dan Cooper had it so easy? Mm-hmm. And you know this, like I said, it became a folk legend yeah but well, also no... the way that their clues were left it was like it was like a cartoon version of a like the clues were like seven cigarette butts and a clip-on tie that that fastens from the left right you know so the only problem with that particular theory yeah is there were eyewitnesses the, the people who were um released from the plane not the crew they saw somebody sit there pretending to be somebody who's 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 talking to this like lady with the Atachi right. suitcase? But that could have been a plant. Like it could have been one of the people that work on the airline. Um, like it could have been like. But then a- wouldn't they have identified this guy and been like, "That's the guy who works at our airline." You know what I'm saying? How? Well, well so so. Um, if the internal crew, the only people yeah. that saw him, the four people that were hostage, right? Um, if they're the only people that saw him. Well, then, the, then you have the people who were also passengers who saw him. Right, I know, but they don't know what the pilots look like. Right. So, or the or the stewards or, or, or everybody. Who yeah. Works so, there. like, it could have been a plant, like from someone, an employee from the inside. That's one of the people that's on the plane, like one of the four. It could have been them dressed up like a passenger. I see. You know. It's interesting. And Listen. then all the people leave. They get out of their passenger gear. It's a pretty good. That's a pretty good heist. I gotta say that's a great heist. It's a good heist. So that's that's I'm between he died. But how would they hide the parachutes? Yeah, I don't know. It's just so how do you hide the ha- cash? How do you hide the parachutes? Yeah. Do I assume that maybe there's a place on the plane where the FBI doesn't know about? Not really, because the Boeing seven twenty seven was the most popular airline at the time. Like mm-hmm. it was the one that everyone used. Like if you go to an airplane museum right now. And you look for that era. That's the plane that you see. Did the FBI check their luggage? No. See, they never checked their luggage. <laughs> they didn't check their shoes either. <laughs> or the the passenger luggage that was left on board from the passengers not getting their luggage. I don't know. I mean, apparently there's been a bunch of people who have come out over the years and said like, "Yo, my, my I had a family member who was an eyewitness who was there that day, and they were just scared shitless." Wow. So who the fuck knows? I'm just having a little bit of fun with it. Yeah, no, I'm having fun with it too. Yeah. I love this shit that it's like so mysterious. It's pretty cool. But I it just makes your brain go like, "Ooh, what's the sexiest theory?" I just think about a guy in a suit jumping out of a plane in a storm in the middle of the night with $200,000 in cash and he gets away with it. I mean, That's so sexy I can't even fucking handle it. It's so it's super tight. I'm not going to lie. It's tight. But it sounds also, like a cartoon. There was, well, speaking of that, thank you for the perfect segue. 
There was also a comic book that was released before this incident that was Canadian. And it was called Dan Cooper. And it was like this Canadian superhero who, See? who is wearing a suit. And he's wearing a parachute. See? And he's like in midair. That's the cover One of those of the- airline people, they saw that comic book. They were like, oh my God, what if we pinned it on this, like someone like this? Yeah, this folk hero that yeah. is a folk hero. And we say that that's what happened. They wrote it all out first. They're like, oh my God, brilliant. Then sick. they acted it out to all of the passengers that were on board. Once the passengers deboarded, they're like, ha ha, we got money. If you Google Dan Cooper comic, you'll see that picture and it's pretty yeah. pretty interesting that that happened before this incident they got well if you would have said it, it happened after or like in the same time mm-hmm. then maybe that would have been like ooh. but the fact that it happened way before that they made the comic way before it makes it more seem like someone got inspired by that comic yeah oh for sure yeah so is there a dead body out there in a tree somewhere in washington state no like with cash that's i'm convinced it was one of the on flight people but the fact that they had never found the cash like yeah. the the no bills the were seri- spent yeah no bills were spent that's so, no bills not one so that's what that well i guess that also adds to the theory that it's probably an internal thing because it's like they just had a grudge okay so that's the other theory thank you for that there's one more theory that this person was either somehow a government agent fbi cia and they were embarrassed that one of their own did this and so they covered it the fuck up oh and so we all know that (laughs) that would never happen right (laughs) uh yeah right so that's why a lot of people think that maybe it was just a total inside job that oh and inside of the fbi though you're saying yes oh i was thinking inside of the airline where they had the cobra airlines where they were having that's that's another theory but yeah this this is one of the alphabet agencies discovered that it's one of their own and they to to cover up to keep their agency from looking bad mm. they covered it all up and then said oh we can't, can't find anybody sorry no no suspects announced super weird by the way no suspects announced nobody ever arrested no, no, nothing nothing mm. just gone just like hey forget this ever happened mm. investigation closed 2016 nothing to see here so that's another theory weird so now i have revealed every single all the known theories. theory that I was aware of. I wonder what Kenny Christensen's secret was. I know, right? What if he just wanted to come out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but like he couldn't at that time. He's like, I got to tell you something, man. And then his brother's like, nah, you, you don't have to tell Yeah, me. man. That could be. <laughs> yeah, because like, dang, we'll never know his secret. No. Unless it's that he's Dan Cooper. Yeah, that's great. I was, I, I, that was, I like the sexy mystery, mystery of right? it all. Yeah. Yeah. This is one that this is one that has been in pop culture for a long what, time. What did you say what you think it is? I think it was either Rackstrom mm-hmm. or it was cuz he just dude, I saw somebody line up two pictures of the the profile sketch of DB Cooper and this guy at the, around the same time uh-huh. and it just looked spot on to me. But that's so, you know, that's just one part of this yeah thing. But even the fact though that he had experience and that apparently db cooper was up there given technical specifications to the pilot yeah he's able to make a or he, he's willing to make a jump in 200 miles an hour whereas if 
if you do commercial jumping, you're jumping at like 90 miles an hour. So I think his ballsiness of wanting to jump at 200 miles an hour tells me that he probably had some kind of experience, which is what that guy had. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and he also survived, like he was alive until 2019. So that means he would have made the jump and Mm -hmm. he would have somehow figured out how to launder the cash. Interesting. Not implausible, not impossible. Right. I just don't know where the fuck the cash is. Right. That's what. That's Except for five thousand eight hundred eighty dollars. That's what's weird it. about it. Yeah. I think my bear theory is correct. You think it's your bear theory? Yeah. It makes sense for why the cash was not fucked with exactly. that much. All of it makes sense. <laughs> Can't really. <laughs> I left no holes. So what do you guys think? Yeah, let us know what you guys think because that's 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 a good one. A good one, a good mystery is one that you're like, I don't know, man. Yeah. My head so, is fucked. And there's so much to this stuff. I rec- highly recommend, there's a YouTube video about this. I can't remember what the fuck it's called. Oh, Just nice. Just look up D.B. Cooper. It has like 5 million views. And the guy the guy goes into really nice detail about it. Yeah. And, uh, and he thinks it's that Rexford guy? No, he doesn't say. Oh. Which is why I like. I like when those guys mm-hmm. do Yeah, that. me too. But- I don't know. Like you said, that was the one that the stewardesses were like, "No, it doesn't look like anything like him." Uh, unless they were trying to protect. No, the wait wasn't Kenny the one that didn't look like him. No, Kenny was the one that looked like him. You said it was the closest that looked like That's him. That's right. Kenny looked like him. Yeah. That's exactly right. But I just don't know because. Yeah, you're right. That that was Robert. Oh, Rockstar. I know. I know. I'm right. Okay, so but that's what. Yeah, that's what I don't. That's why I don't trust eyewitness shit. Or they're in on it, like they got paid a certain amount. Right. But then, if that were the case, I would think one of them would have slipped up and spent the bills somewhere and gotten caught. But think about this: he had motive, right? He gets kicked out of the army for lying. He's kind of like fucked, and he's, yeah. Now he's got to figure out what he's gonna do for work, and he's like, "Fuck this shit! I'll go. I'll go. You know, get two hundred thousand dollars. I don't know. That's kind of a stretch, but yeah. I mean. I feel like you could just, I mean, for for the amount of work that that takes, damn, there are easier ways. If somebody was like Steve Green, you're, you're D.B. Cooper, I would totally say I could have been. Exactly, me too. So I don't think that's really good evidence. Right, that's not one of the things that makes me not think it's him. Yeah. That's not one of the ones, because I would totally do that. It's tough, dude. It's yeah. tough. When somebody, but when somebody's brother goes, my brother liked bourbon and he liked bourbon. I'm like, bro, you've been watching too many documentaries. I know. I mean, you're out of your fucking mind. With I this love shit. that shit, though. It's crazy. So, thank you very much for listening. Shit, they don't tell you. Yeah. We hope that you guys enjoyed this, and please rate us five stars. It helps so much. You have no idea. Yeah, please do that. But just, I'm not. I mean, we're gonna end the episode, but it's wild because I was watching the Ted Bundy documentary mm-hmm. and how like his girlfriend. Like, was hearing on the news about this killer, but, like, didn't know that it was him the whole time. Oh, really? Yeah, because, I mean, there were, like, similarities, and then once she kind of, like, suspect, like, once his name Ted came out, like, one of the suspect, or one of the uh, victims um, gave away that they, or one, I don't know if it was a victim or an eyewitness, but that was, like, oh, yeah, we heard this guy Ted was trying to pick up girls in this music festival, and then one of the girls disappeared, Um she she was like, whoa, it really matches the description of my Ted. And mm. then they broke up shortly after, and it was him. Whoa. Yeah. So, like, you know, bourbon and bourbon, sometimes. Sometimes. It is. Sometimes it is. So be careful who uh, who you, you go to bed with at night. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Way yeah. to close it out. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Be suspicious. S- be, be very suspicious. You know who else likes bourbon? 
This guy right here? I don't. I'm suspicious. I like tequila. The only thing that's clearing you is you weren't alive in the 70s. Damn. It's the only thing that's clearing you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We love you. We love we'll you. see you next time. And Bye. check out our Patreon. Peace. Oh, yeah. Patreon.com slash sticky. We do live shows every month, and then we also do extra bonus episodes of shit they don't tell you. And you can also get the show one day early that's on right. our Patreon. And the video two days early. That's exactly right. See you then. Bye. Thanks. Bye.